Welcome to the Geniuses of Copywriting Podcast, a peek into the minds and strategies of the world's greatest copywriters, marketers, and persuasion experts. And now, here's your host, Brian Cassangina. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Geniuses of Copywriting Podcast. I've got a great, really, really interesting guest who I'm really looking forward to uh, touching base with here and really extracting all the nuggets of of information um, out of this man. Uh, he is a uh, copywriter who uh, uh, you may not have heard of, but he's really kicking some great goals in the industry. He's responsible for, for uh, well over $558 million in sales. Um, but, um, uh, and he's got some, some of the most amazing actually uh, testimonials from some of the gurus in the industry. So that, that, that really tells me a lot about uh, uh, how he works and, and uh, just how good he is. And so I think you're in a, for a real treat um, because as we, as we were uh, discussing uh, just before we came on air, Michael, it's all about, uh, you know, uh, giving people the meat and, and, you know, really giving them value for the call. So uh, that's what I'm really looking forward to. So uh, I'd like to welcome Mike Pavlish to the, the podcast. Thanks for coming on. How are you today? Magnificent, Brian. Thank you. Yeah, it's a real honor to have you on because uh, uh, you're one of those guys who has really got that uh, uh, spectacular track record behind you. I mentioned some of the uh, gurus singing your praises, but uh, uh, I wanted to hear it from you. For those uh, of, uh, of who are listening to the podcast um, who may not have heard of you, uh, 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 tell us how, how, a bit about how you got started and how you got to uh, where you are in, in your career today. Okay, uh, let me keep this short and sweet so I don't yep. bore anyone, <laughs> so we can get get to get to making making listeners money. Uh, I started as a uh, basically a, ch- a kid entrepreneur and started in business very young and built up a couple businesses and sold them and the way i did that was through copywriting um and uh i was kind of born a salesman copywriter persuader i think uh maybe it's Mm. the genes in my family tree uh but uh that be said i have had a couple health supplement businesses that i built up and sold one we had uh a product not only selling uh, through direct response, but it was in over 40,000 retail stores, all the Walmarts, Walgreens, CVSs, and whatnot. Cool. So after I exited that business, uh, I got back to doing freelance copywriting. Now I write for, I specialize in writing long form sales letters and video sales letters, selling health supplements. And I write for uh, a lot of the most successful companies in the world, like Agora, Organics, Healthy Directions, Fight Age Labs, Trugenics, Relaxium, Revealed Films, Healthy Back Institute, Up Wellness, Whole Tones, Meaningful Beauty, uh, and a lot of smaller entrepreneurs who are growing fast and sell supplements online. Yeah. Um, and my specialty, what I what I go for is front end promotions that. Uh, the goal of is to sell at least $10 million to $20 million of a supplement from the sales letter mm. for that product. 
Yeah, that's really fascinating because one of the things that uh, um, <clears throat> a lot of listeners to this show are, and a lot of, a lot of listeners to this show are sort of uh, medium to advanced copywriters and offer owners and people with a supplement offer, uh, people with different offers, is getting those front-end sales. Um, so um, what is your... Uh, uh, what is the biggest secret that you have? What is a, the uh, a number one technique that, uh, that you have, a strategy or whatever, uh, to ensure that, that, that just in general, if you're writing a sales letter, um, you know, this is how you uh, ensure that, uh, that uh, more projects are winners than, than are not. Okay. Well, I've been doing this now in about over 30 years. And the one thing that always jumps out to me is that, when you are selling a supplement, let's focus in on something specific so it's easier for the listener to yeah. follow this and, and learn from this. Let's say we're selling a supplement that helps a person that has joint pain uh, have less pain. So it's a joint pain relief supplement. Yeah. Um, by the time somebody sees my sales letter or video sales letter, They've tried, and I know this from customer surveys and just from a lot of experience and selling mm -hmm. dozens of these, they've tried probably literally or a dozen different products for their joint pain. Uh, they've yeah. been to the drugstore and they've tried the Bengay and the Icy Hot. <laughs> and of course they've tried ibuprofen and Advil. Mm. And they've probably tried and bought several supplements online yeah so they and they read whenever they get a joint pain sales letter in their facebook feed or in native advertising they read it so by the time they see my sales letter or video sales letter they are informed they're knowledgeable they've seen it all they've heard it all and they're skeptical mm. So unless my sales letter has something unique and different that they have not heard before, mm. it doesn't stand a snowball's chance and you know where yeah. <laughs> of, getting, of getting through their first layer of, to sell them, which is their attention, to get their attention. I'll, yeah. give you an I'll, I'll give you an example. Give you an example. Um, actually, uh, here's one that's just in front of me on my desk. Um, so this is for a. Uh, I'll just jump over. This makes it really easy to understand. Uh, this is for a vision sup. This is for a vision supplement. So this is somebody that has uh, eyesight vision uh, troubles. So they're seeing all these supplements to sell them to improve their vision. So, uh, you know, and they're seeing all these boring headlines, you know, here's natural, here's a natural supplement to improve your vision, lutein and all these ingredients. Mm. So I, I did a lot. The key is you have to find a unique mechanism, something that's going to excite them that they haven't seen before. Mm. So my research found something that, so I started out the letter with, what if I told you that staring at a red light for just three minutes a day could dramatically improve your declining eyesight? Mm. So that's something they haven't heard before. Yeah, it's definitely something that I haven't heard before. Yeah. 
Well, I didn't believe it at first either, but it turns out it's true. At the world famous University College in London, England, Professor Glenn Jeffrey shocked the world when his research on 24 adults proved that staring at a deep red light for three minutes a day significantly improved declining eyesight. Hmm. And all the study participants were over the age of 40. The reason why this red light improved vision so much was because he discovered that your eyes are like an iPhone camera. Your eyes and the camera on your iPhone both work great as long as you have enough battery power left for them to run. And it goes on and on about how your retina and your eyes need enough electricity. Yeah, yeah. So it it's so the the whole key and why this would be successful and a big winner is because I had a clock timer on my research on this and it was 14 hours and 26 minutes to find in Science Daily. I found this research study. It took that long. And then to explain it in a simple way, a powerful way. Uh, so a lot of, I think, success is just hard work and going through study after, and using your imagination to come up with something that's unique, different, exciting. So, so that's the first piece of advice I would give Brian. Cool, cool, yeah. And it leads on to a few things. There's a bit to unpack there. Um, I want to kind of make a, a mental note to myself to come back to the research aspect, because that's huge. Although, you know, it may be answered by uh, this. Um, because coming up with that big idea is the number one challenge for a lot of copywriters. You know, certainly uh, something that I'm still uh, studying and, and perfecting after after writing copy for 18 years. Um, uh, what is your what is your uh, primary method of coming up with that big idea, and uh, and how involved with that uh, is 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 the research aspect? I I think it's pretty much everything the research aspect mm. because you can come up with big ideas but if they're not based on research then it's a flimsy big idea and there's no there's no proof to back it mm. up mm. but if it's based on good solid research then you have studies and facts to back it up which leads to a much more convincing and higher polling sales letter. Yeah, and uh, um, uh, <clears throat> I mean, you mentioned for that uh, that project, you you're, uh, you spend over fourteen hours on the research. Um, is that the kind of uh, work you need to put in to actually uh, 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 find? The, the, that one big idea that, that the whole campaign is based around is that um, is that more than usual or, or less than usual or, or is that like a, a fair indicator of the kind of the kind of workload you've got to put in to really come up with these winning ideas? It's not unusual at all mm. because even if you find the 
big idea sooner, it may take a lot of time to boil it down and explain it simply because if it's a lot of science, you have to really go through many revisions and edits to boil it down where the average uh, Jim and Jane will find it elegant, simple and powerful and convincing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, so like when you hit on that big idea and I imagine in, in, in the uh, in the supplement industry, there's a lot of uh, medical speak and jargon that you have to sort of uh, filter down to the uh, the average reading level. How, how do you go about that process? You mentioned you do uh, a lot of revisions and, and a lot of obviously a lot of rewriting. How do you uh, boil it down to something that's easily understandable, um, but still carries the, the power of the message you want to communicate? Metaphors help a lot. Metaphors help a lot. Um, when you tell someone like, and for an example, on that vision supplement I just told you about, I said it works. I said your this study shows that your vision works like the nice. electricity needed in your iPhone. iPhone, yeah. <clears throat> that helps a lot, metaphors. The other thing I think that's very helpful is to break it down into a chain of belief where, or let me put it to you this way. Here's where I think copywriters go wrong. They explain things too complicated. Mm. Uh, in other words, here's what I would advise and what I, I used to have a bunch of copywriters working for me when I had an agency. And what I always told them was explain this to me like I'm a 12 year old or a 14 year old. Mm. And, and until I understand it as a 12 year old, it's not good enough. Yeah. So you have to you have to say, okay, you have to start from the basics. Okay, here's how it works. Your eyes are like the electricity in an iPhone camera. They need electricity. This is proven by this. Now, for your eyes to function at their best, they need, you know, to have full electrical power. Yeah. Now, as you age, you lose this power. This is proven by this study. So as, as you lose this power, you start experiencing uh, cloudy vision, declining vision, um, all these problems. But you can restore your vision and stop it from declining and, and even increase it you know, without eyeglasses or surgery, possibly by uh, increasing the energy-like power of it by adding these nutrients and this is proven by these studies and this study and this study so you kind of break you have to break it down simply into like a one two three fashion yeah yeah <clears throat> yeah it makes a lot of sense because uh um you know the average uh, uh reading level in, in the western world is something like uh, sixth grade or eighth grade uh you know depending where you are and and uh, um, something that uh, um, 
that I've heard uh, uh, people talk about before. Um, but I think you explained it really well there. Just say it as simply uh, as possible. You know, the metaphors are are a, a great way to do that. And I noticed that uh, you know when you started reading it, that copy, they used the iPhone metaphor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even people that are more intelligent than the you know fourth grade level, they they want they're busy. They've got a stack of things to do. They don't yeah. want to have to use their brain power. Yeah. Figuring out, they want something that's simple to get through and read, and easy to look at, and easy to read, and easy to understand. Yeah, exactly. Like someone like like you or I who have a, a higher reading level than, than that, you know, it doesn't mean that uh, we want to sit there and, and dissect a a complicated block of text. You know, we we appreciate it when when the people uh, you know explain stuff in simple terms to us, so we can just get it straight away and uh, and get on with our busy lives. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So um, now, now that example, like that example I gave you, started with the unique mechanism because I just wanted to explain why I think that's lacking in almost all the copywriting. Mm. I see that mm. there's something that's different and differentiates the product from the common product. But yeah. a lot of my a lot of my sales letters and video sales letters for supplements that I write start out with a dramatic story because. I find that that usually usually outpulls has higher conversion rate than than a uh, mechanism lead like the one I gave you before like um, for a sleep supplement I wrote a lead that's big winners mom grandpa almost. Uh, Mom, mommy, grandpa almost shot me last night. Mm. And that's because grandpa didn't get any sleep and he heard a noise from his granddaughter in the kitchen and he got his gun and he went and he mm. almost shot his granddaughter because mm. he has insomnia and he can't sleep. Mm. So we used to start off with a, like a shame, a shame, dramatic story in the middle of the action or Here's one for a back pain relief product. Help, help, someone call 911. I think I broke my back. Yeah, yeah. Or for, yeah. Uh, here's one for uh, uh, a skin cream to look younger. Uh, when my boyfriend bought me a Botox gift card for my birthday yesterday, I knew our relationship was over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've noticed that, that about... Uh, uh, a lot of really high converting sales and sales at the start of that uh, uh, that high point uh, <clears throat> of the story, the, the dramatic point of the story. It's something that uh, Chris Haddad talked about uh, when he was on the show a while back as well. You know, and, and he's a, he's also a master of this art. So, um, so yeah, it's not surprise. It's no surprise to hear, hear you say that 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 uh, usually outconverts uh, a, a unique mechanism driven lead. Yeah, story leads usually pull the best, but not always. Mm. You know, I, whenever I write a new 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 sales letter, I always give the client three three new leads, yeah. three leads to test. Yeah. One's yeah. a one's a mechanism lead, one's a story lead, and one's a, another type of leads. So that's like that's that's the uh, a big secret as well, and this is something that. Uh, um, uh, Ted Nicholas of the great Ted Nicholas, late, late great Ted Nicholas told, said to me when he was in, in, in uh, Sydney a long time ago for an event, you know, that he, uh, 
he bats like eight out of ten, which is incredible. But even he, even he, uh, doesn't write a winner every day, every time. So uh, <clears throat> you know, we never um, seem to know uh, with one hundred percent certainty what's going to work. It, it all comes down to the testing, which well, I think it's a great idea that uh, that you, you uh, create these three different leads for for clients to test. Right. Well, you know, it's all about increasing the batting average, increasing the odds of a big winner. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's what uh, uh, gets you those repeat clients, isn't it? You know, when you write one winner for them, they want you to write another one. Yeah. Yeah. I may not be good at getting clients, but, but I think I do pretty good at <laughs> the, one, the ones that you have. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't, you don't need too many when, when you, when you can write these kinds of winners, you can write your own paycheck, you know, and if you're not running an agency, you know, you just uh, uh, live on a few like I do. Right, right. Yeah, you know, and but, but it's, you know, I, I have too much work now, actually, I'm too busy, have been for many years, because usually the, the top direct response marketers usually have found through experience that it pays to hire the top direct response yeah. copywriters because yeah. the batting average is so much higher. They don't have to babysit them, mm. get a much higher win percentage. And when they do get the big winners, when they do get winners, much higher, yeah, much more often, they're bigger winners, yeah. they're grand slam home run winners. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have to rewrite. They don't have to lose all their money testing things that don't work and the opportunity cost lost and whatnot. It's funny though that I was talking with a client of mine who went through the thing of, you know, started with lower price, hiring lower price copywriters and not that course, not that not working. You know, we grow up and our parents teach us and rightfully so that when you shop for something, you always shop for the lowest price, right? Mm. Like let's say you're shopping for copywriters. Yeah. Or, or what they teach us as we're growing up as children, mom and dad are like, well, you know, when you're shopping for a TV, buying a Sony TV, whatever you shop, you go around, you shop for the lowest price. Yeah. But that's great advice for most things in life. But I don't think it's good advice for a few things in life. Mm. If you, uh, you know, if you need, let's say, uh, a plastic surgeon. You don't want to take, you don't want to take the low bid. You don't want to go to the bargain basement guy. You're going to end up looking like you, your face for the rest of your life. Like you came out of a wind tunnel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah and, uh, so true. And I think with copywriters, it's, it's the same way too. You get what you pay for. Mm. You, you, you won't get a Porsche ride for a Yugo price. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, there's a, there's a phrase that uh, that I use sometimes when I talk to a client. To, uh, I'll say that I'm reassuringly expensive. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know, not not on, on the most most expensive by, by a long shot, but uh, it's something that uh, that you know uh, uh, tells them that that that, that uh, yeah, it's, it, you know, it costs a bit more, but you know, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so um, how how was your process of uh, of uh, 
you know, uh, raising your fees. Because this is a big thing that, uh, that a lot of copywriters have a problem with, as you know, uh, you know, charging what they're worth. Um, uh, did you kind of uh, wait until you had some really good uh, uh, home runs on the board or uh, did you sort of, um, you know, put yourself out there at higher fees, uh, you know, and, and do it that way? Or how did you approach that, that whole thing? I think looking back, I probably did it based on the, the, the results I had, like that I got for clients as I was, you know, more successful. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and you no, certainly no. go on, go on. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Brian. No, I was just going to say you certainly got those trade records now. Um, uh, what What were you going to say? I was going to say that um, there, there's one other thing I think is really important in copywriting that I don't see see discussed much, and it's it's uh, I, I I may write a big paper on this or even a book on this, but uh, I tentatively named it Mike Pavlish's Power of Unspoken Desires. Mm -hmm. um, and my theory on this, I'm kind of just, I've always had it informally in my mind and used it, but or I should say probably in the last five years, but my theory is this, to write a sales letter that's a big winner in highly competitive direct respond niches today, you need an edge mm. and unspoken desires can give you this edge. And well, what are unspoken desires? Well, they're customer benefits that are not found when you use traditional market research methods. Mm. Yet they're, they're the most powerful motivating reasons why people buy a product. For example, in the reason that they're not found using Google searches or in in Reddit forums or yeah. by asking customers is these these unspoken desires are too embarrassing for a person to admit in public or they're not always politically or socially correct or they don't make a person look like a perfect person to other people or they're too embarrassing to admit or they're too mm. personal to reveal, or they're unable to even admit to themselves, or they're unconscious desires the customer may not even be consciously aware of. And I'm gonna, gonna give you some examples, some a list of specific examples here in a, in a second. But if you find and use these unspoken desires in your copywriting, uh, you can get a huge lift in your conversion rates um, compared to you know, the average copywriters who are only using traditional customer benefits found by using traditional research. Yeah. I'll give you an example. Uh, almost no research from forums will, will say socially unacceptable things like a person wants to get back at their ex-spouse or they want to finally beat their friend at tennis or golf who always teases them. Yeah. But like, let me use an example of a joint pain relief supplement and give you some, uh, like a 10 examples of unspoken desires. Um, not 
and I'll just run through them, uh, not feel humiliated in front of friends and family because of the pain grunt sounds I make. Mm. Um, be able to walk so I lose weight and look good to show my ex what they gave up. Yeah. In other words, revenge. Uh, Dan Kennedy talked about this a lot. Him and I had a lot of discussions about uh, the dark arts or the dark emotions, as as he as we called it. Um, finally, beat my friend in tennis or golf, who always teases me. Uh, mm. Become an expert in pain relief myself, and have other people ask me for advice. Uh, stop being afraid that my kids will throw me into an old age home against my will because they think I need to be there for my safety because I fall down. Yeah. I can be more physically appealing to a certain member of the opposite sex. I can walk more without pain and finally go on my dream trip to Italy and brag to all my friends and family about it. Mm. Get back to doing my favorite sex position that made that pain made me stop doing. Mm have the increased energy so I can do volunteer work that would soothe my soul. Be more popular and make new friends because I'm happier and more social because I'm not in pain all the time. Uh, and my secret opiate addiction or alcohol addiction caused by my pain. Yeah. That's a big one. Mm. Uh, stop treating my spouse and family so badly and hurting them with my anger and temper caused by my pain. That's a big one. Mm. But these, these kind of uh, unspoken desires will never come out in will rarely if ever come out in traditional market research. So how do you find them? Well, yeah, that's the key. Um, I would say three ways. Um, first, and most important, and I'll tell you how, but I'll start with what it is. It's imagination is probably the most important tool you can use. Uh, Albert Einstein said, imagination is more important than knowledge. Mm. Knowledge is limited. Imagination mm. encircles the world. Mm. Um, and then your life experience, and then you can use a system of questions and thoughts I've developed over the past many years, but the absolute top copywriters use their imagination to go beyond the common benefits that's in every promotion. Um, and use these and add to it these you know unspoken desires. Um, so a lot of it is just hard thinking work of let's say a person has joint pain to walk through their life and all the sit their daily minute to minute hour to hour life and think of all the things that happen in their life and. what's bad, what could be good, what desires would a person have that had joint pain. Mm. So that's where the imagination comes in. Yeah, and uh, uh, 
so this is let me ask you this is that, is that something where copywriters fall down in the copywriting because uh you know they're taught to just use formulas and and uh, you know the imagination is, is just for the uh uh you know the ponytailed ad execs on 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 madison avenue is is that is that a factor in why uh, more copywriters don't uh, go down this path yes yes i would agree yeah For, formulas are um formulas will get you maybe to a c-level copywriter you know c like like candy or just in case my voice isn't clear mm. c a can't but it will never get you to a b or an a or an a plus level Mm, mm. Is uh, is the imagination aspect of it something that uh, that comes naturally to you, or, or copywriters you know and train, or is it something that you've consciously worked on? Is there any uh, strategy you've used to develop that imagination? Yeah. Um. one of the things is you just to turn off all media sit there with a pen and paper or you know computer and keyboard and just think through when that person wakes up in the morning everything that they do in a week or a day and what what in their secret thoughts in their life what they would like to improve or have differently and what they're afraid of what they fear what they desire because it's like a it's like a well-written bullet. I think Brian, people can think of it this way. If you use one of these if you if you develop and write one of these unspoken desires, and it can be this like it's like a great bullet and copy. It can be the single reason why someone orders a product. Hmm. Let's say because, you know, let me give you an example. Um, let's say somebody um, Okay, you know, it's hard for people to admit that their pain, their joint pain, it, you know, is making them crabby and maybe mean and unkind to their spouse and kids or family. Mm. But if they see it in black and white or see it in a VSL, by seeing that 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 can be the trigger the one line the one paragraph that's like you know i damn it i have to do something about this mm. or you know i never put i never really put or i never really you know, this triggers me this motivates me yes this is it this is so it's like a one good bullet can make somebody order a book or a supplement or a course well, one good unspoken desire can make a person order a supplement or a course or a, a health product. So it's that powerful. And if you, so using these unspoken desires can provide a significant increase in income in response. Uh, another trick I use I hire a psychologist who works with people who suffer from the health problem I'm writing the sales letters for. I mean, obviously I can't target it that specifically, but 
I yeah. have a few different psychologists I work with, like it's like one works with older people. So, you know, Brian, people reveal everything to their trusted therapist. So if I'm writing a video sales letter for a joint pain relief supplement, I'll consult and hire with a psychologist who works with older people because older people have joint pain. Mm. And the psychologist will anonymously and compliantly tell me what the unspoken desires of that target market are. Yeah, because they've heard it in, in their sessions. Yeah, they've heard the intimate, private, non-judgmental desires, unspoken secret wishes of people. Hmm. See that's an, that's a source that uh, uh, that I've never really considered either to get to get to get to those unspoken desires. Yeah, it's very powerful. Yeah, no doubt. Because like like you just said, they they've uh, um, the. Uh, uh, patients have poured their heart out on on the couch uh, in this session so that they've they know it all and of course it's going to be anonymous but um but they've got that insight uh, that you really need right so um what happens next uh say you've got a list of these unspoken desires that uh, uh you've got you've got from that source and, and others, um, you made, made a list. How does that, how do you translate that into powerful, hard hitting copy in a sales letter or VSL? Um, I don't want to, I think that's a lot for a lot of people to take in what I just said, if they, mm. if they're not familiar with it and most people aren't. So I don't want to overwhelm anybody, but I will, I'll say this. If they just use those in a bullet list in their copy, like, in other words, if they set it up with something like this, here are, and this is rough. I don't, I go a lot deeper and more complex than this, but yeah. they could just say, here are potential benefits you can get from this supplement. Something like that. I haven't thought this through, but yeah, uh, yeah. this is the first time I'm, I'm saying this on the fly, so it may not yeah, even yeah. be that good, but here are potential benefits of how this supplement can change your life or whatever. And then maybe just list them out in a bullet form or something, you know? Mm, mm. Yeah. Because and, I don't, I'd rather, I'd rather your listeners do this and not worry about how to format it right now, because the doing it is not, will get them 90% of the benefits. Yeah. And I don't want to, I don't want to have them not to do it because they're afraid they don't know how to, put it down once they get it so just just do it trust me uh and uh it's it's more important that you have it in there than how you have it in there at this point yeah that's true um uh you know uh, uh most of the people listening to this uh have some copywriting experience anyway so i'm sure they'll they would be able to do that uh, uh in, in some way but um the important part is to actually do the research and find out what these uh, unspoken desires are. Uh, that's what uh, um, 
most copywriters are missing uh, from their research stage. Um, I agree with you 100%. If they, if they just do that, uh, they'll be uh, 10 times further down the road than, than uh, where they would other, otherwise be with ordinary copy. Yeah, exactly. So is there anything else that, uh, um, that uh, uh, is uh, that you want to share about that process? And we're kind of running out, out of no, time. I would, I, would but... say, I would say oh. that's, that's it on that. There, there's, a, there's a lot of other things I could share with your listeners. Maybe we'll do on a part two someday or part yeah, three, for sure. three or whatever. But uh, there's a couple big things that, that I don't feel are covered enough and are, are talked much about that can skyrocket conversions and sales and income. Um, so are we probably, I don't, you know, like time, we're kind of time restricted at this point, but uh, so we could talk about those at another time, but. Uh, well, we, we could probably talk for, for another episode. <laughs> Uh, here and then talk and uh, talk for another another uh, forty five minutes an hour pretty easily. Oh yeah, but, uh... I, I could I could talk for days about all these little <laughs> tips and techniques. So if the listeners want to, or if you want to, or if the listeners want to want to hear hear more, just let me know. And yeah, you know, I tell you the truth, I I've refused to do. I I haven't refused. I haven't honored podcast requests for many years or at all in the past. But th this is. I've gotten really angry at the quality of information that I see mm. today on social media. And it's, I figured, well, it's about time to come out and, and, and get a little public because with Facebook and so all the social media, there's so much bad advice out there today. Yeah. Yeah. It really, it really angers me. Sometimes I want to just explode because every, <laughs> everybody, everybody thinks they're an expert if they have a Facebook feed, you know? Yeah, yeah, they can, they can buy, buy, can uh, uh, rent a Lambo, buy a fake Rolex, and and uh, you know, uh, reha <laughs> rehash all of all of Dan Kennedy's books, and and they'll sound like an expert. But uh, when it comes to actually writing the promotion, you know, good luck. Yeah, there's all there's a lot. Ninety nine point nine percent of them are wannabes, but they're not have beens. <laughs> yeah. yeah you you're, have been and still are yeah <laughs> so so yeah um that's why i got the track record that you have and, and that's why i asked you to come on because um because uh, you know um i just uh saw the amount of of uh praise for you and uh, the amazing uh results that you get uh, also that, that you write a lot of supplement copy because it's something that I haven't done a great deal of it. I, I just uh, did a sales early with our with our friend Alvin from um, uh, from True Genics, and uh, but it's not my my specialty. So I'm, I was really interested to get your take on it as well. So mm -hmm. um, so that 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 that's been really valuable for me. And I think that uh, that anyone who is listening up to up to up to this point. Uh, you know, uh, even if they're an, an expert copywriter, it's got to be valuable for them because, uh, you know, the the way that you root out these uh, these uh, these uh, unexpressed wants and needs and desires that uh, 
that you've been talking about, you know, is uh, is uh, obviously the key to to creating that hard hitting copy that that really connects with people, uh, rather than just you know saying uh, you know here's benefit A, B, and C like uh, like uh, like you'll find in any um, sales letter template that you, that you can buy online. Uh, so that's very powerful. Good, good. So, um, so yeah, let's do this again for sure. Uh, uh, I will um, uh, get this episode sorted, and then we'll, they will figure something out. Um, in the meantime, uh, I know you've got a lot to share um, with the listeners as well. Uh, where can they find out uh, more about about you? Where can they follow you? Uh, okay, I have a website, mikepablish.com. Yeah. And on that website, there have at least 20 samples of long form sales letters and video sales letters and emails I've written that sell nutritional supplements. And mm. so hopefully they can, they're welcome to look at that and hopefully that'll be helpful. It's uh, mikepablish.com, M-I-K-E. And then the last name is spelled P like Paul, A, V like Victor, L, I, S, H. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, and, and that's really valuable in itself. Um, because uh, most copywriters, you know, uh, you don't get to see any of any of their work uh, unless you're like uh, 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 playing the part of prospect, and and uh, you, know, uh, you know, you're basically getting on on calls, and and then they might then they might send you one or two samples. So um, it's really valuable for for anyone listening to this, uh, you know, uh, to go to your website, mikepavlish.com, and check out those samples and and. Uh, uh, so that, that's that's going to be a great education in itself. So if you're listening on on iTunes, um, uh, go to mikepavlish.com, p-a-v-l-i-s-h.com. Uh, if you are on the geniusesofcopywriting.com website, I will uh, put the link uh, to Mike's site below this episode. So make sure you click on that. Um, you know, I've seen his site. It's very, it's very uh, uh, nicely done. Um, no annoying pop-up windows or anything. It's got all those awesome samples on there, and uh, uh, you'll see some of the um, uh, biggest experts in the in the game who are singing his praises. So it's well worth a visit. MikePavlish.com. Uh, so. Go and go and hit up his website now because um, that's something that copywriters, most copywriters, uh, they don't go to the extent of uh, of doing that and just putting that out there for free. You know, uh, all these uh, amazing copy samples. Um, <clears throat> usually, they'll, they'll release the nine ninety seven course, and you have to buy that to get the swipe file. So, uh, yeah, it's an awesome resource, Mike. So, thank you, thank you for that. Sure, Brian. Been a pleasure. Yes, uh, same here. Um, enlightening for me too. Uh, can't wait to have you back on the show at some point in the near future. Like I said, I'll, I'll get this uh, episode up and then we'll talk. Uh, anyone who's listening to this, again, go, go to mikepavlish.com. Uh, uh, most copywriters don't 
bother too much with their, their websites, but uh, this one is well done. It's worth going to uh, mikepavish.com. Um, uh, thanks again for coming on, Mike. And we will have to uh, talk again in the very near future. Okay, well, Dale, we'll talk soon. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Geniuses of Copywriting with Brian Casagina. To get the full transcript and all the resources mentioned on today's show, go to www.geniusesofcopywriting.com now.